go, yes, we rotate. 360 degrees, high, high, 360 degrees, high, high, 306, 306, 360 degrees, high, high, Good evening and welcome to Full Circle, your cultural affairs radio magazine produced by members of the First Voice Apprenticeship Program. This show is written, produced, and broadcasting live from Huchin, occupied Ohlone territory, also known to settlers as the Bay Area. This Bay Area is the alpha and omega of many of our life's themes. And with the midterms election centered around November 6th, we, we want to sh uh, share and reflect a bit with some sounds and at times a few words. And additionally, we want to acknowledge the passing of a Bay Area legend and member of the Black Panther Party for self-defense. Mr. Melvin Dixon has died, and we want to bring in Mr. Recibio Halliday to provide some perspective and knowledge about this giant in the community. On tonight's show, we will have that tribute for Mr. Melvin Dixon. We'll talk about some post-election thoughts. And, of course, we'll have some music and sounds to take us through our hour. myself in times of trouble mother mary comes to me speaking words of wisdom let it be and in my hour of darkness she's standing right in front of me speaking words of wisdom let it be
All right, let's welcome back then. So this is, again, this is First Voice Media's Full Circle, the voice of our community. And um, this is a sad occasion, uh, but please, I'd like to uh, introduce you all to Mr. Uh, Isibio Halliday. I'd like to talk to him a little bit and also your connection to the Black Panther Party and sort of what brings you in for today. So welcome. Uh, Power to the people. All right, power to the people. So give me a little bit, uh, just a quick elevator pitch about yourself. Just give me a... Uh, me, uh, my name is Isibio Holiday, and I'm an MC, and I'm a community activist. Um, I'm here to speak about, on behalf of Melvin Dixon, and to tell people to come to his tribute. He's going to have a tribute on December the 8th in Oakland, and so I'm here to just talk about that. All right, so December 8th in Oakland, a tribute for Mr. Melvin Dixon. Yeah. And so let's talk a little bit about the Black Panther Party. Uh, give me a little bit of background here. And then how is he connected to the organization? Uh, well, or how was he connected? Well, for those who don't know, the Black Panther Party started in October um, 1966 in Oakland, California, by U.P. Newton and Bobby Seals. And the first recruit was Lil Bobby Hutton. And Melvin was a, a Black Panther Party member. And so he's he's a giant in the community. He's responsible for educating a lot of young people on the history of the Black Panther Party for self-defense. And like Melvin, he was the founder of the Commemorator newspaper and the Commemoration Committee for the Black Panther Party. And the word commemoration means to carry on a legacy. And... So that's where myself and all my comrades and other young people come in because we're carrying on a legacy because Melvin, the Black Panther Party ended. And after the death of E.P. Newton in 1990, then they started the Commemoration Committee for the Black Panther Party. And so it's like for the new generation, for the young people to pick up the torch in their own struggle and build their own legacy. Like, you know what I mean? So... That's what Melvin was all about, was um, looking at the phenomenon that's in front of you, the conditions, and defining them and organizing for yourself and taking control of your community. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, so if I'm just hearing this now, and I'm a young person, how would I reach out? How would I connect? How would I reach out to you? Um, well, there's going to be a tribute for Melvin on December the 8th and that's going to be a good time for people to come if they want to learn a little bit more about Melvin Dixon and the history of the Black Panther party then it's going to be a lot of Black Panther legends in the building um, we're going to be honoring Melvin Dixon and that, that'll be somebody who wants to find out more information that's a, that's a great way for them to find out more about the Black Panther party and to reach out to people Okay, and so again, what's that? Where where's the location and the time? Uh, it's going to December eighth. Yeah, it's going to be Saturday, December eighth, in Oakland, California. It's a Bay Area tribute for Melvin Dixon. It's going to be at Met West High School. That's three one four International Boulevard in Oakland, California. And and before that, this Saturday, we're going to be having a fundraiser. We got a goal to raise about one hundred dollars to help to pay for the tribute. So that's going to be at the Quilombo. There we're going to be like celebrating for Melvin. We're going to have food, um, drummers, dancers. It's going to be like a a, a, a party, a, a big celebration. Okay, so a big cultural event. And yeah. 
having it all there. Okay, gotcha, mm-hmm. gotcha, gotcha. And uh, tell me about again about the the commemorator newspaper. Well, the commemorator newspaper, the Black Panthers, they had a um, a newspaper. It was a it was an inner community newspaper. Um, that word inner community comes from the word intercommunalism. Um, that's a um, theory that UEP Newton made, which means that the people in the community got to organize amongst themselves. It's called intercommunalism. And so that was the Black Panther newspaper. But after the Black Panther Party um, was no longer in function to carry it on to the next generation, Melvin Dixon, along with some other Black Panther Party members, they made a newspaper called the Commemorator Newspaper to carry on the legacy for the next generation of young people to get involved in organizing and becoming community activists and organizers to, to continue the um, the struggle for freedom and the principles of the 10-point platform. So Melvin was the editor of the newspaper, and he used to write like a lot of stories and work with a lot of people in the community. Um, he even came on this radio station a few times in the past to speak about different things. And so... If anybody wants to um, find out more about the commemorated newspaper, then they could go online to the um, African Museum in West Oakland, and all all the papers are online, and they're all in the um, library. For anybody who wants to to learn more about the commemorated newspaper, he put out issues all the way from 1990 to about 2015. So it's it's a lot of issues. Um, I even helped to write some issues, some articles, and do some promotion and sell papers and do everything. He like he trained like a lot of young people on how to make to 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 run an office and to become community organizers and activists and like how to take contacts and do tables and a lot of stuff. So so how why don't you um share with us uh, maybe a small story you could, you know, something that we just wouldn't know about Melvin, you know, maybe an interaction you had as your ed- as he was your editor, I assume. So, um, you know, just tell me a little story. We'd like to hear it. Okay, okay, okay. I got, I got a, a story about Melvin. Um, I remember one time um, Melvin took me to the Black Panther office. It was a surprise. He wanted me to meet somebody. So, I went um, there, and I was feeling it. I had my Black Panther uniform on, dressed in all black with a beret and everything. And, and the person that he uh, wanted me to meet was Richard Aoki. Um, that's another giant um, legend in the Bay Area. And I didn't know who Richard Aoki was. So he, like, introduced me to Richard Aoki. And I was just, like, a young dude. My pants were sagging, and I was hunched over I didn't give him no eye contact or nothing. So he, like, walked up to me and looked me up and down. And, and he had on his Panther uniform with his bullets across his shoulders. And he looked me up and down and gave me a salute. Wow. And, like, made me, like, stand straight up at attention. All I right. I was like, wow. And then <laughs> okay. he started busting out laughing at me. <laughs> like, okay. All right. All right. All right. Uh, and and me like, catfish. Like, I remember me and Melvin used to ride around town and used to point out, like, all the Black Panther houses and everything in Oakland and run down, like, the history of everything, how it went down. So I was pretty blessed to be taken under his wing to learn a, a whole lot about the history of Oakland and about 
organizing and things like that. So you're actually serving as a griot for us well, in that sense. You're, you're, you are receiving that information and passing it on. Um, yeah, I guess you could say that. For sure you are. Yeah. <laughs> for sure you are. For sure you are. All right. All right. So thank you. So let's 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 say again these events that are coming up. So December eighth, let's get let's get the date, the time, yeah. the location again. It's the Bay Area tribute for Black Panther member Melvin Dixon who transitioned over on October the twenty fifth. Um, the Bay Area tribute is going to be Saturday, December the eighth, two to six p.m. at MetWest High School, three one four International Boulevard, Oakland, California. Um, where there's going to be a, um, a GoFundMe page set up because we're accepting donations for people who want to help to pitch in. And on on Saturday, November the seventeenth, we're going to do a, a fundraiser. We got a goal of raising um, at least a hundred dollars to help to contribute a little something to the to the tribute that's happening. So that's going to be at the Quilombo. Um, we're going to have music and dancers and singers and it's going to be free food and we're going to sing and dance and okay so the quilombo again give us the date and time of that november 17th okay that's the fundraiser and then the the bay area tribute from melvin dixon is going to be saturday december the 8th 2 to 6 p.m um at met west high school 314 international boulevard in oakland california Excellent. And what we'll do is we will also post those online. So we'll make sure that we get that out there for you as yeah, well. You guys are invited to come. I got an official invite. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. First Voice Media appreciates that. And we will be there. Um, tell us a little bit about the Little Bobby Hutton campaign. Yeah, the Little Bobby Hutton um, literacy campaign was another one of Melvin's programs that he had. Because um, the 10-point platform is 10 platforms that the community could use to organize. And I think point number five is education. And so um, he used to stress the importance of knowing not just what to think, but how to think. And it's a lot of people who don't even know how to read and write, a lot of adults. So the Little Bobby Hutton Literacy Campaign was a literacy program for adults to come in and learn how to read and write so that they can go home to their families and be more productive. Um, Lil Bobby Hutton, he was the first member to join the Black Panther Party. He was 17 years old when he joined, and he was the secretary, and he got assassinated in West Oakland by the police in the 60s, um, around the time Martin Luther King um, got assassinated. For those who are here in Oakland, I'm pretty sure y'all remember that. Um, all of my elders and a, a lot of young people probably heard the story and seen the, the picture with little Bobby Hutton and Bobby Seals in the state capitol. The little dude with the, sh- with the um, hat, that's little Bobby Hutton. So um, the little Bobby Hutton literacy campaign, we used to go out into the community and recruit tutors to come in to teach children and adults how to read and write. And we used to organize out of churches um, out of coffee shops We used to organize everywhere And that was a, a good program We used to go into um, The colleges And do special presentations About the history of the Black Panther Party um, Now um, We're continuing that Because we have a, 
uh, um, literacy program for special adults that we tutor um, adults with autism. We, we're tutoring them how to read and write. And so we're, we're continuing the literacy program. Understood. So let me ask you two questions then just about the literacy program. One, if I want to become an instructor or help out teaching, how would I get involved? Um, and then two, if I'm looking for that type of help, how would I reach out? What would I do? Well, I'll, I'll, um, the Little Bobby Hutton Literacy Program, that was the program that, that Melvin started. So since Melvin has transitioned, um, we're continuing the legacy of that program. And so now we're in the process of building our own program where we're going to be tutoring adults with um, in the autism spectrum disorder and so if people want to get involved, a good way for them to reach out would to would to contact me by email or come to the um tribute and, and talk to me about it. And you can find out how you can volunteer. We need tutors, we need cooks to cook food. It's also a lunch program where we serve free lunch to the community, um, as well as teach them literacy. Um, so if people are wanting to volunteer, then they can come to the tribute and I'll, I'll be around and they, they can talk to me more and I'll, I'll be ready to get them more information. Okay. So again, we'll put your information on the web and that will be uh, kpfaapprentice.org. And we'll make sure that we get all that information out there for the listeners. And um, so with that, um, I want to say thank you. You know, for spending some time with us. I know you had uh, a really time crunch for to, to be here today, but really appreciate uh, uh, your sharing uh, with us uh, information about Mr. Melvin Dixon and his uh, and, and his transition and what's going on with the organization right now. We really appreciate your time, Mr. CBO Halliday. Thank you. Um, thank you for having me. And um, all parts of the people again. That's the Bay Area Tribute Saturday, December the eighth. 2 to 6 p.m. Met West High School, 314 International Boulevard, Oakland, California. Thank you. Cajun Moon, where does your power lie as you move? Across the southern sky You took my baby Way too soon What have you done? Cajun moon Someday baby When you want your man And you find him gone Just like the wind Don't trouble your mind Whatever you do Cause Cajun moon Took him from you, Cajun Moon. Where does your power lie? As you move across the southern sky, you took my baby way too soon. What have you done, Cajun Moon?
right, all right. So we just listened to um, Randy Crawford singing Cajun Moon, and that was a tribute to Mr. Melvin Dixon, uh, who just transitioned. And we just had Mr. Isibio Halliday in speaking about uh, him and, of course, the Black Panther Party and the organization and some commemorative events that have, that are, that are, uh, that have happened and are taking place. And we will have that up on the website, uh, kpfaapprentice.org, and we will get all that information and contact information out there for you. And up next, I'd like to uh, introduce some sounds that we had from election night. We were at the New Parkway Theater uh, in Oakland on 24th Street, and we had uh, some of our uh, K- some of your KPFA apprentices were out there working the evening and uh, providing some sounds for you. And we're going to share that with you right now on election night. most concerning you about the election? Nationally, I'm most concerned about taking the House. I don't think we'll take the Senate, but it'll be the first pushback in a legislative area against him. Locally, I'm concerned about Prop 10, which unfortunately I think is going to go down the rent control, and I'm pretty certain the overturning of the gas tax, Prop 6, will go down. Um, I'm going to be unhappy because I think Buffy Wicks, the charter school which can I say that? And opponent of rent control is also probably going to win. But I really, really hope Jovanka pulls it out. So those are the quick and dirty ones that I'm interested in. I'd say in this election, it's the inflammatory and incendiary language of the current political administration, in particular the president, and how it's harmful for people of all different backgrounds. And it's a pretty scary time to see the lessons of history unfolding right before your eyes. Well, I'm most concerned that at the moment we seem to be seeing a movement in this country where uh, white nationalism is is actually getting a stronghold. And um, I'm worried that that is um, going to continue. So I'm hoping that we'll have a chance to sort of take back some seats and to see more reasonable heads prevail. I'm most concerned about, I'd say two things. One, the divisiveness and like complete lack of trust in one's neighbor. And I feel like that's valid in a lot of ways, but if we can't trust each other, we're really screwed because we're so much stronger together and like we're humans and we have to protect our humanity. But I think there's real reasons to be fearful because I think people are getting their rights taken away. And the, the voting issues we've seen in Southeast and the immigration policies, like there's real reason to be fearful. Honestly, all like the vitriol and like the hate and just, we sunk to this place where we cater to the lowest denominator and people become so distanced from each other that we're not seeing the things that we have in common and it's just like becoming we're becoming even more polarized and I feel like this election is really going to highlight a lot of that. I would say generally I'm most concerned about the system of checks and balances is what our country runs on and if we don't have a legislative branch that is holding the executive branch accountable then there is no point of a system of checks and balances.
All right. All right. So, again, you just heard some sounds from the New Parkway Theater uh, election night uh, event hosted in part by KPFA. And the First Voice Apprenticeship Program was there with uh, bringing you some sounds. And it was really interesting to hear all the, uh, the community and the voices and to hear some of the commentary, especially about holding everyone accountable. And uh, we're going to hold ourselves accountable here. We're going to get into some music. And we'll start with my man, Mr. Sam Cook. Get into another genius here. Got. 
All right, all right. So that was Prince singing Free, and that's from the 1982 album, 1999. But, of course, this was a live version of The Man. I just happened to have it tucked away somewhere and brought it out for you. And now we're going to continue with some really just uplifting music and spirit about the community, about uh, this country and democracy and what we need to do now that the election has happened. And as we count some of these votes up, let's see what's going on. So that was Parliament, Parliament. And that was uh, from Rhenium. That was an early 1970s song. So coming out of the rain and speaking about the community. And we're going to get back to the community as we go back to the new Parkway Theater and have some more conversation. Here you go. Why were these midterm elections so important to you? This is an election that... If the Democrats can get a stronghold of Congress, they can hold our despicable president accountable for the horrible things he continues doing. 
I voted because it's important uh, if we're able to to be able to represent our communities, especially for the people that can't. I'm human, I have a heart and soul, so of course I voted. And just representing and helping so hard for just victory of for humanity. Because it is such, unfortunately, a really difficult and sad time for U.S. politics. I vote in every election, and this one is particularly important just to say that I'm against the Republicans and against what Trump has been doing and sowing division in the country. I guess this particular election, I was more aware of the civic right of voting and how many people didn't have that opportunity. And so I felt like it was a responsibility to make sure, but I think to be more informed about the voting this year as well, based on what we're watching unfold. I mean, the amount of uninformed voters who are being drawn to the ballots are just as plentiful as the more informed voters who are, and I just feel like that's what we're watching unfold. And so I voted to make my vote count. I have voted since I turned 18, which was a long time ago. And uh, especially as a woman, I feel we haven't even had the vote for 100 years yet. And if women don't vote, it's a disgrace. People died for us to have the right to vote, and every woman should vote, for sure. And it's everybody's responsibility. I've never actually gotten out the vote and gone door to door until this year, and I just felt like it was so important because we've never been in a time like this. And it's just, it was so important to get out and, and vote, and glad that we still have the opportunity to do so. <laughs> All right. All right. So, again, some sounds on election night. And again, remember, we still have some election results that are coming in across the country. So we have some now uh, hotly contested, uh, especially down the south, Florida, Georgia. We have some governorships that are still uh, in play. And so we're going to see what happens there. Uh, But as was mentioned just a little bit ago, uh, everybody's vote counts. Everybody's vote matters. And we need to make sure that we are doing what we have to do on a regular basis, not just on election day or at election time, but also how are we going to serve our community and make our voices heard and felt. So let's get into some more music and we'll roll on.
Devotion, and we need more devotion and more attention, more voting. We need everybody.
shine, shine. All right, all right. So that was the Jackson 5 singing a Sly and Family Stone song, Everybody is a Star. And prior to that, you heard Earth, Wind, and Fire singing Devotion. And we're going to continue with some Bay Area sounds with my man Sly. If this were left up to me, it would take more than... Cha-cha-cha, Sly and the Family Stone, if it were left up to me, because it's left up to all of us when it comes to who we want to represent us in Washington, at the state level, at the local level, where do we want to be, and how do we want to present ourselves, and how do we want those people to make uh, substantive moves for for, uh, for all of us. So let's get into some more music and continue.
All right. So that was some Fela, and that was Opposite People. So we're going to try to keep these things going with, again, what's going on just this week with the election and how we can think about ourselves and how we might interject ourselves into the process. Not just for one night. Let's make it a lifetime.
All right, all right. So Stevie Wonder, you haven't done nothing. So he, of course, did that uh, in response to Nixon. And it's kind of funny with POTUS 45, we have some similarities going on with the drama that's happening. So I thought Stevie Wonder might help us out here. All right, so let's uh, finish strong. And uh, thank you for listening.